welcome back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Seb. And with me, Robbie. And this week we delve into the world of Ty West's Pearl. Yep, we look into an extraordinary origin story, as it's also (laughs) subtitled. I like that little subtitle. So the prequel to X, uh, the Ty West film, which we have previously covered on this podcast. We previously covered it, and I mean, I was a massive fan of it, if I recall correctly. So Me too. Um, So if you haven't checked out our uh, episode on X, which was a pretty fucking class episode, if I do say so myself, um, I'd recommend you go and check that out. Um, We also mentioned in that, I hadn't seen Pearl yet, but I think you already had. Yes, when we did that episode, I had already I went straight off and tried to find and watched Pearl in a legal manner. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> it was taking forever at the time. I remember it, it yeah. was ages for the release. What was it like? March the following year or something, something like that. that. Yeah, when it had already been like it had already been released in America. Like not like not a, as huge a gap between X and Pearl. Yeah. Whereas for us in the UK, we got it. It was another year before Pearl had made it over. Oh to yeah, us. at least it, it was a mad because I remember you were waiting it out to see it in the cinema, and then you still didn't get to see it in the no, cinema. No, something happened. I think what happened was, um, I believe that they made X and Pearl at the same time and didn't really tell anybody, and then they released X, and maybe like two or three months later, they released Pearl. Um, however, like you said. In the UK, they released X in, I think it was something like May or August. And then they ended up having to wait until March the ne- the following year to actually release yeah. Pearl. So a lot of the momentum and a lot of the uh, kind of the hype for it had died down significantly to the point where I don't think they were actually showing it. They didn't, show, no, they didn't show it properly. It did... Um... Go yeah, I don't I don't think our local one showed no. showed it and our local one does normally show most of even yeah. like smaller films. It does normally show them at least for like a week or something like that. Yeah, I think you might have had three days or something like that. Because I really looked sure. it, I looked at it and I was like, I can't make it in these next ones. I'll go see it in like well, during the week well, and it Part of what part of what had come with the idea and the fun of Pearl also was the fact that like in America, X was released in March twenty twenty two. Yeah came out in September 2022 oh wow so it was like you know it, w- it was the same year it was just yeah. a short gap between finding out and like Pearl cu- does really quite nicely inform on like the motivation um, for Pearl in X yeah you know what I mean for the because to you it's, she's kind of just an old lady you don't really understand her there's you know there's a lot of stuff you maybe don't quite get in X that you yeah. don't understand which isn't to go against X because it still works perfectly as a standalone and it would have worked fine yeah. as a standalone. Um, but after watching it, and I rewatched X again last night because I was like, I hadn't watched it like Pearl and then X as yeah. a whole. Um, so I wanted to kind of, I'd seen it the other way around. I'd seen X, then I watched Pearl, and then we talked about it on the yeah. podcast. And then I, so I thought, I'll revisit it the, 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 the what feels now like the natural way around, which yeah. is chronologically, so that I can see how. Pearl leads into X and see some of the links maybe that we kind of might spot or that yeah like and even if you've you haven't rewatched it you'd still remember some of those things that are like oh that was in X that was in X um, and I think one of the best things I can say about Pearl is the fact though that it doesn't live solely as a film to be oh nod and wink just to X it, no. it doesn't live because these I think the hard thing here and one of the questions I think when we talked about X was. Ah, so which one would we prefer, Pearl or X? Yeah. 
and now I don't know about you, but like having watched them both, like when we had that conversation, is also the fact that these are two completely different films. Very different films. Different style, different manner. You know, one is very horror. Yeah. One is not quite as ho- like it is horror, but, but it's in more, a very different way. Well, one's one's very almost very by the books seventies influence yeah. slasher, and the other is like a nineteen fifties character study. Yeah. And one thing that I I loved about X, and I am a big fan of Ty West and the films that I've seen of him, but he does he approaches his films with a very distinct vision when it comes to how they're gonna be shot, what he's gotta use, what they're gonna be edited with. Yeah. And I found that straight away with the opening of Pearl and apart from a few uh, camera angles and certain shots that were a lot more modern, mm. a lot of it was that kind of almost as if this film was originally shot in black and white and then we're watching a version yeah. of it that's been released in, you know, Technicolor, as the yeah, yeah, said. Yeah. You know, it kind of had that... Well, it has that, te- like, that early... Because te- yeah. remember the film... Because so it, it is like... Um, Wizard of Oz, Mary Poppins, yeah. where it comes up on the screen saying in Marvel, because when it was first technical, yeah. the first amazing kind of... So I, th- I think that is a big... I could almost imagine if that's the way mm. he did it. This film would have actually totally worked if it was in black and white as yeah, well. Yeah, of course. It would have completely fit the tone of it to be like a 19, you know, 40s, 1950s yeah. style of like that. It would have worked fantastically. Um, and I think that is another thing that separates it. There's the dark and grungy Texas Chainsaw Massacre style of nineteen yeah. of nineteen seventies in X, and this has the bright pop of like a oh the dream, the American dream. Everything yeah. can be beautiful. Everything can be amazing. It can all be fantastic. And and it's a thread that kind of runs through this film of that whole like um, anybody can achieve their American dream. Yeah. Whereas it's obviously we have Maxine in X. And that's a bit more of a grungy, darker kind of. I'll do anything, anything to For, get to my get my dream. Yeah. Whereas this is more of the you can be, you can be, you know, Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz who goes off and does an adventure and be that dream, and you will achieve your dreams, and all you need to do is a tap of your heels and just believe it. You know. Yeah. With darker subtext around it, obviously, but you know, it has a little bit of that kind of old charm of like that that thought of oh yeah it's it's all right because everything will work out yeah and that's part of what makes pearl as a character is the idea that it, this is all going to work out in the end though right yeah <laughs> yeah she's she's very she's kind of like just ruefully optimistic you know yeah. and it's and it is one of the things going in knowing knowing where it leads it is very it's very it's quite a tragic film you know it is yeah not only do we see that like you know pearl's life is kind of you know rel- it's not what she wants at all you know she's like a german so like the daughter of a german immigrant kind of hiding out on this farm whilst her husband howard um who obviously is the old man in x is off serving in in world war 1 um her dad's kind of you know very like is just infirm and yeah. you know is is I think he's really like disabled, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, or something like that. But there's a couple of ironic lines in it, you know, like she's at the start, she's kind of doing this like <coughs> kind of dance to, with nobody to, uh, and she says to one of the cows, like you know, farm life might be for you, but it ain't, you know, it ain't for me. Yeah. Obviously, we know that 
she ends up spending her whole life on this farm. Yeah. Uh, she also says, you know, one day the whole world is going to know my name. And it's ironic because, yeah. you know, after the events of X, everybody knows her name. She's going to be infamous. Yeah. Um, and it has this this kind of theme throughout it that you just, you're watching it all go wrong for her. And you just, you know it's going to happen. It's just like, what's going to be the thing that pushes her over the edge yeah. where did all of this start you know and it, it's a, it is also nice that it's the it is the case of it's there is something dark in her anyway yeah so it's not just a case of something pushes her over the edge there's something you're waiting there, there's you something know? there because from the very opening with the goose yeah <laughs> you know that kind of <laughs> the goose is there and there's just something about her that draws her in um you know to just off it which I is just like a, oh okay yeah I love a pitchfork as a weapon in a horror movie as well man yeah and it has that long um, before we get to the actual title of Pearl yeah. it has all of this long like is it like this opening like yeah the pitchfork cool and then her like dragging it off by and then we have our like one of our other major first ones which is the the crocodile yeah I yeah. love the crocodile out of down by the thing throwing it to the and then that's when we get pearl in the big like yeah. writing across the screen and like the the music is all again the score's really beautiful. the score's incredible it's shot yeah. amazingly like the color palette yeah it, it fits so well for that time period and those style of films yeah which you know i've, I've said before ty west is a very uh he's a very deliberate filmmaker you know and a lot of it there were there were a few shots but a lot of it is relatively static. You know, it's mm. just like the the uh, a beautiful shot that a lot of people reference is where she's, you know, she's riding her bike along it's alongside the cornfield. Yeah. And it's just a, a static camera that stays there as she kind of, you know, moves, moves along. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. And again, is very referential of those of the time when mm. it, they didn't have the ability to do these big amazing like big wind screen like moving along shot like it wasn't as available within the technology they had a, a camera and they yeah. had to move it but they the, the most they could do was like a, a standard steady cut not like anything they've got today where it's like they can whiz around you 360 yeah. and shit like that <laughs> um and i think another like an interesting part though is the fact that like you said ty west is very like specific and tends to have like clearly thought out which is yeah interesting in a way because pearl was created in the middle of X. Yeah. Not actually like a... It wasn't a, It wasn't like always part of the clear vision. It was something that he made, which started out more as a... Um, for Mia Goff and Ty West. Yeah. Then being like, we kind of need to make sure, even though she is this elderly woman who's the killer, it needs to be very clear to you what is... So that was him being quite clear with Mia Goff and them kind of building a character together so it's like you've got Maxine but you also need to clearly know what Pearl is and the more that they developed it the more they talked about it the more it became this you know yeah this this thing of like this might actually be more than just a backstory for a character this might be and I believe COVID helped in that because then COVID came along and then they had to stop somewhat in production at the time. And it might have given them time to flesh it out a bit. It, yeah, it gave them time to write because obviously Mia Goff has writing credit on this film as well. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of partially hers that she got to delve into this character more and she hit like a, quite a lot. I think Ty West has kind of mentioned that quite a lot of the Pearl's kind of character motivation comes from her, that she kind yeah. of had a very clear image in her head of what she thought kind of would really destroy a woman 
kind of yeah. thing. What would break them down? You know, for this very different kind of because she's kind of a like um, I don't know exactly what age she's meant to be. That's a half thing because she's she's so um, <coughs> she's, she's so, she's so like airheaded in a kind of like she doesn't quite seem to understand the world properly. She's been so like bottled in. Yeah. That all she's seen is these outside little moments and she believes that that's what she can be. That she's she's a very you feel kind of sorry for her because she feels like a very vulnerable character, which is yeah. weird when she's not a vulnerable no, character. She's... You know what I mean? She's a, a quite an unhinged character. Yeah. But the vulnerability that Mirgoth brings to her is kind of what I think breaks this beyond. This could have very easily been um almost too slow too out you know too out there another actress i think or a, a or a director and actress who hadn't fought through the characters yeah. clearly as they really have this story could have been very kind of yeah i see what you're doing but you're not really doing much of it here because a lot of it really is and, and it's kind of the tricky part at times to talk about it because a lot of it really is in just studying mia goff's performance yeah and the way that she's like bringing a kind of visual like little little facial aspects little looking at her eyes when her eyes tear up but don't not always in the scenes when you necessarily expect them to or there's just this little, little like vulnerability throughout that runs that, that somewhat adheres you to it and somewhat makes you repulsed by her at the same yeah, time so like very how can you be that naive performance yeah um and she and she she has she has brought that to um with it within the role um, the only one for, I will say one thing about this that I find quite weird between X and this yeah and I, I, I'm sh- I know it's intentional uh, but it kind of just throws me off a little bit but I think it, because it's meant to be a reflection but it's just so how close a reflection they are is Maxine in to Pearl yeah is the fact that it's the exact same voice like the exact same she's not changed her voice you no. know what I mean I almost expected Pearl to have a slightly different accent but it's actually not it's not the pearl character it's actually more because because maxine doesn't necessarily come from exactly the area they're in it's more the fact that maxine has that accent not so much that pearl has the accent yeah you see what i mean like everyone else kind of matches what pearl had and what she kind of had in the husband and the country and stuff like that whereas none of the other actors in the rest of x have that same accent as maxine and she's kind of gone away from that and I, I get I get the fact that they are meant to be like a mirror image of each other. Yeah, so and I think it's a point. deliberate choice, you know. And and that same look and that she's meant to be looking on a, a younger self and so but I don't know why, there's just something that throws me off about the fact that they've both got almost identical accents. I just feel like Maxine shouldn't have had I feel like the choice for Maxine to have the same accent and then for Pearl to then have the exact same the same voice, it kind of it mirrors but it, I don't. I don't know why. It just. It's the only thing about the performance that just throws me off because I feel like I might have found it even more in- impressive if Mia Goff was doing a, like a completely different accent between the two. But you're still seeing that kind of reflection. If you see yeah. What I mean. And I, I understand why it's there. I'm just. It's just a personal random thing of like. I like it when actors kind of. The one thing I find that really truly makes an actor is when they can change their voice. If they sound the same in every single freaking role. I think that that's when it's kind of you can see that there's not the range there, and that's not for Mia Goff because she does no. do different accents in different films. But it is just in this one role. I don't know why it just kind of threw me off that they sound so identical that there was so odd to separate the character. But at the same time, he doesn't want them separate. The yeah, because the the I mean the kind of parallels aren't they? Yeah, which is why definitely you know I I am very convinced that you know Maxine is going to be the be the killer in the next film. 
Yeah, that's what we think. Because her time will be over. You know, yeah. and there's, it's somebody else's chance in the limelight. Yeah. Um, I think we, we talked about the fact we that did. we think that Maxi, that it, it, it feels very much like she's going into a world where she's basically just going to be used and abused and they're going to take that whole, like, you know, that whole, like, the idea that she's come from this, this, and how, how X plays into it is the part I'm not really sure is whether she uses that as stardom. I think she will, definitely. That's how she gets to stardom. I but then she's then... But I, I, I just feel like Maxine's going to have a very strong, like, maybe it's just with current times with Harvey Weinstein and stuff like that. Like, I think we were both talking about how we feel like it's going to be part of the, like, the system uses and abuses her to the point of her becoming oh, deranged. Def- well, definitely. I think it'll be that, you know, because X is set kind of early 80s, early 70s. 70s. Yeah. And Maxine, I believe, is supposed to be mid 80s. Mm. So by then, I think Maxine's fame will and time in the limelight will be over and she's effectively clawing for that back and she's jealous of people who have what she doesn't have anymore which is what pearl was in yeah in x you know and how i mean pearl in this one is very much craving a better life you know um she's been raised on this farm kind of told to keep to herself because obviously the german immigrants um it's it's kind of the tail end mm. of world war 1 so you know she's she's kept isolated half on purpose and half because she needs to be because she yeah. needs to keep the farm going um and there's a there's something that they they often kind of reference in between both pearl and her father which is the canary in the cage you know like the caged bird mm. and you see it throughout the film a lot of times and i think it's it's you know symbolic of Maxine being kept on that farm mm. and the life that she wants and you know the constraints keeping her there but also partly you know her father is kind of trapped in his body and watching all of this happen yeah. to his family it's the, it's the fact the nice the, the nice and terrifying part that actually comes into quite a lot of it is the fact that at first the father appears to be kind of a vegetable yeah like the nicest words you know what i mean yeah. like that's the better but it's kind of the way they treat it but you you slowly get more idea that he's actually far more aware and then by the time it's almost you know as it goes on you start to see that actually he really is reacting to he's a lot of these things because she's yeah. fucking physically they, abusing him they, that's what I mean but they slowly kind of physically because in the earlier scenes he's not really showing that much no. awareness but as it goes on it's like he's just, he's just been watching and slowly kind of realising what's happening yeah, um, and I mean, you get the like the start where she's feeding him that kind of stuff, and then you just get bits and pieces like as she almost gets more physically abused, as people as Pearl is kind of slowly starting to descend into her into madness, or her madness is you know in, increasing. You see her father kind of trying to react to it more. You know, yeah. but he's limited because of his 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 situation. You know, and then you have the mother. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and I think the the most interesting part is the fact that the mother could be looked at in um, quite a negative light in the way she acts because she's so hard on Pearl. So in a lot of films, this would be the you know the mother character that you hate because she's so yeah. fucking hard on her. She's so you know. 
and a lot of people would put a lot of negativity onto that character. Yeah. And, and I can see where it is because it's not like it's necessarily she's like a likable character. No, she's not. She's not very endearing. No, you know? she's not endearing at all. So you, you kind of understand why this need for love comes from from Pearl, from her, yeah. you know, without her father necessarily. And you, you feel like although Pearl is abusing her father, in some weird way she shows love for her father. Yeah. And it seems like her dad may have been slightly more of the, you know, the one that gave her endearing love. Whereas mother yeah. has always been more of the harder kind of like or the the one that's been with Pearl while father was off doing jobs and yeah. working. Um but it's also when you look at it from a different perspective, I think with the mother of the fact of one, she's got all of this stuff that she's got to look after and yeah. keep them safe and keep the thing. Which you and you're more like, I understand why actually you're being so hard. The other thing is that I feel like she's not endearing because she sees something dark in her daughter. Yeah. I feel like there's something that she just doesn't love her daughter but partially because she feels like there's something wrong with her daughter. Yeah. Like, that's the feeling that I got through her. And I, I feel like when you look at it and you actually think about what Pearl does and how Pearl acts... You think... You'd actually think that, actually, Pearl would be a somewhat hard because she is, at times, you know... Well, your mother's trying to keep you on this farm because she, she knows... She even seems like she's aware that she's somewhat abusing her father. Like, yeah. her, her husband, I mean... And you know, and and at times she kind of keeps an eye on her with her her with Pearl's father. Yeah. Um. And again, she's like, these are all things that like may you know. Again, it's even more backstory that's like only hinted at that you don't fully know. But it's like, you know, she could have been a little fucking freak as a child. You yeah. Know, murdering animals on the farm long before she does it now. It's not so. It's like brand new. It's not the first time she talks as if she's done been doing this for a long time with animals. Yeah. And it's, I mean, there's there's also, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, stuff that happens later on um, between Pearl and her mother when they do argue. Yeah. I'm trying to find the exact kind of quotes, but I can't, I do it. But yeah, there's a bit where, you know, Pearl kind of says that, you know, she wants to go and do this dance recital. We are jumping a bit. We we fucking do that all the time. Um, And she says, you know, I want to go and I want to try and have this, you know, this dance recital um and if you know if i'm destined to be on the farm then so be it but i need to go um and she says please mama you have no idea what i'm capable of and her mum says um oh yes i do i've seen the things you've done in private when you believe no one's watching you think others won't notice you can't keep your true self hidden forever pearl they'll notice eventually and they will be frightened just as i am you know Yeah, so, it, yeah, as I said, it, it, it is right there, but it's is one of those character things that I still feel like, because it's, she clearly is the protagonist, Yeah, a lot of people kind of brush that stuff to the side and think, well, she's made a monster because she is that. But it's like, well, no, actually, quite a lot of these oddities, sometimes they do come from nature. Yeah. Sometimes they're nurture. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, hard, it's hard to predict in those ways, but, you know, how do you deal? And, and it feels actually m- mother is protecting yeah to the best that she can in a way yeah you know um you know in the way that she's like and also not quite treating her in the nicest way but because she's like well you're a fucking you're you're a little and for fuck's sake we've got no money and you keep killing our fucking chickens yeah (laughs) you kill our goose our chicken crocodiles and then you feed them to the goddamn crocodile and then you steal the crocodile's egg and squish it yeah you could have raised that for me you know yeah and I, I do think like although yeah it's right, it is right there in the dialogue I, I think I felt like some of it was somewhat easy for some people to kind of gloss over or yeah. kind of miss it in their head 
But when you look at that in perspective of some of the scenes that you see the mother walk in on or things like that, it yeah. makes it even more like she is so controlled when she could actually be way worse. Like she could be way worse or way even more controlling when yeah. your daughter is that way. You know, the fact that she like, it's almost like, it's not like she completely bothers her up. She turns her off to go and get things. Yeah. You know, she could be like, don't you fucking like, don't move. <laughs> don't you stay down in that yeah. cellar. I'm you, going. You know. Yeah. Fritzler. You know? Yeah. Literally like, um, no, we can't let you anywhere off this farm. You're a little freak. Um, but you mentioned about the um, the nice shot with her going in, like, because that's one of the earlier parts yeah. is her kind of traveling into town and where she first, like, we first get, like, after the dance, we get another kind of where she's getting some of this from, which is the movies. Yeah. Getting to see, which again, like, then, you know, they were a, a rare, th- like, a rare thing, especially in, like, a small town, like, a small town, like, yeah. she's in. Um, a rural kind of place. To have moved, these were, like, this is, like, an amazing, incredible thing. Yeah. And so that's obviously like inspired her, um, and we get the projector, um, David Cornsweet, the future Superman. <laughs> yes, um, and he's um, you know again, it, it's something where she's she talks as, about being loyal to her husband Howard, but also with a kind of disgust of the fact that he's gone. Yeah, you know, kind of. Uh, but she's he, very resentful. Yeah he went you know she's a general quite resentful person in general like anything that doesn't go her way is very much you know and that stems and then again in X that's what we get that's the main motivation we get from her half the time is just the fact that she's envious of what the young of what have got of what they had yeah. you know the chances that they they never got and then it, another kind of parallel between um, Maxine and Pearl is I mean I don't know if it's the exact line but in, in X, they keep mentioning, there's like one uh, kind of religious quote that keeps coming up of like, you will be loved or something. Yeah. And it's, you know, we find out that uh, Maxine's dad is the preacher on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, but both Maxine and Pearl came from kind of very um, repressed and very kind of smothering environments where, yeah. you know, not only was it religious heavy, but it was, you know, no sexual liberation you know do as you're told and you basically live your life in servitude almost you know um so then when we get to the projectionist and you know she starts seeing these lives and these you know these people these girls going on tour dancing and all of this kind of stuff it lights a fire under under pearl yeah yeah it's it's a it's it's interesting i think on the watch that it does you know i think it is it is a case of the this these parallels work really nicely and it does improve x more. Yeah. it makes x better and it does make pearl more interesting although i think they would both work perfectly fine as their yeah, own standalone pieces um and again like i said before Taiwan, this is i think that's what's quite good because lots of other things have tried to do these kind of prequels and stuff before yeah. and they've They've balls up mainly because they've tried to make like a very very similar film to the other film they made, just with it being oh it just happened before. Like yeah. you know what I mean, and and this is trying to like really approach it from a different style completely, um, and yeah, there are there are those little um, parallels throughout. What's the what's the what she says about I. I deserve a better life than this. And yeah. They both say a lot of similar lines. Life. They say about yeah. The one from the preacher uh, where he he says about you know you deserve like is like yeah. you deserve that better life, um, which she says Maxine says twice I think in X and Pearl says it says that yeah. basically that exact same line, 
Um, which again is kind of hard to say, but it is from that religious context as well, which we don't really get the religious bit so much in Pearl. We no, don't get no. them going to church or no. any of those. But then everyone is somewhat kind of cult quarantining, which I think somewhat is from the actual real events that were going on when yeah. they came up with this story and the fact that they were filming in the middle of a pandemic meant that they had to have a limited 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 shots and stuff like yeah. that um because interesting they did it during covid and they had um it was some of the crew from avatar okay too. yeah we used to help them do it in like new zealand they were yeah. filming at the same time but they had to shut down part of their production so they just said to those people well basically we're using the same sets we don't have to rebuild any sets we just do we just yeah. need to mod- make them look like newer but apart from that we, this is why it's like we're just basically using the same sets that we use except for one or two things so if possible you come and support yeah. us to do this and it's going to be a short shoot where we haven't got to do the same stuff we have to and he just took advantage of the situation to be like and it, it's a nice thing because this probably would have then taken ages to get if he had Probably, done it a different yeah. way it would have taken ages to ever get there or they would have just gone we're not going to make that film because it's just not worth the effort of going to this extent but yeah. because it's here now we can literally do it we can just start filming again right here and it might have been it. a very different film because like you said there's no there's no church scene there's no real sense of like community in it it's a very much takes place on the farm or the two trips that she takes into town yeah. And it's not got a massive cast list. You know, you don't see Howard until the very end. You see the projectionist. You see his, her sister-in-law, sister-in-law's mother. And then a very few side characters at the dance recital. And that's yeah. kind of it. Yeah. It's a very small That's what I mean. They are all quite contained little locations. So you can yeah. kind of see whether they were done like in a contained situation. They might have, yeah, they might have. Done if they if it wasn't if they'd have been able to do kind of as many you know as many people as they could without the re- you know COVID regulations they could they might have had bigger scenes yeah. planned maybe or, which I, again you know, and, and yeah it's interesting to think about because I think that would have worked possibly like it, it could I'm sure it still would have been good but uh, it, like it might have worked against it because I do think the that's kind of what makes this better is it makes it feel even more like she's boxed in. Yeah, like she's closed off to the world. Like you only see very few characters. Even when the projectionist talks to her, it's it's like it's like oh, someone else is trying to interact with me. This isn't usual, and that's yeah. where the kind of a bit of the like the fancy comes about of like her being kind of lured by him, but also being like, but I have a husband, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fully like embrace anything with you, but I have a husband. But yeah, it kind of makes those fantasies, which then leads to the uh, scarecrow scene. Yeah, <laughs> which is like a really <laughs> odd scene. Yeah. Um, also, what's re- they may have made one of the creepiest looking scarecrows ever. That scarecrow looks scary weird because it looks like a human face. Yeah. You half keep it waiting, expecting its eyes to open, like it's going to come alive, mm. or it's going to, or she's actually going to turn into it. We have the shot where like you get the projectionist's face like appears. Yeah, on but it's just weird how they made it look so much like a human face, like the eyes closed but human. Like I it's kept so expecting weird. the eyes to just open, open up. Yeah, but it was um, a weird scene because she's dancing with it, you know, and then she and she kisses it. Then she sees the projectionist and yeah. she's like, "I'm." She screams, "I'm married." And then she dry, starts like dry humping it and tells it to be quiet. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's that thing of like, we later find out why Pearl wants, is so kind of attached to Howard. Um, yeah. But there is something, there's just a need in her 
for love and not only that but a need to be desired and to give in to that repression yeah. you know and then even when she's dry humping it it's very strange because she's like obviously she's pretending to like have an orgasm but the way when I was watching it I was like is is she pretending to have like is she actually having an orgasm or is she putting on a show and is she performing mm. you know it's, yeah. it never really makes it quite clear it's very weird <laughs> that's right I mean I think she's dry having to the point of uh, I don't know like someone dry having a pillow or something like that I yeah. think uh, <laughs> I'm thinking quite possibly but uh, that she actually is in her own head but the, like you said about the keeping quiet as well though, that's the that's another part of repressing anyone else who's trying to yeah. like go over her like she's in control of something yeah, and she's not normally in control of very much in her life. Like yeah. she's controlled by others, or stuck by others, or others have made choices for her. Like again, like with the Howard thing, you know, the idea that he's gone, but he made that choice to yeah. go, which then boxed her in. It controlled her life. It changed yeah. her life. She couldn't have anything more than that because of Howard, in that way. And as you said, it's it's built on a little more later on, like those parts. But yeah, it. It's a really, it is a really surreal kind of odd scene where um, it's just, it just shows how pent up she is that she has to act out in almost yeah. these kind of childish ways. Yeah, you know, what I mean, it's almost these ways that like when you're a teenager or something like that, and like a young, and you're like, I want to get these things out, but I need to keep them secret and I need to hide them away from everyone, and I don't know what to do with this yet. I don't yeah. know how I do this or what, what do I do going about this. Um, which all adds to that kind of childlike vulnerability that runs through her that kind of yeah. makes her somewhat endearing like when most of the time you should be horrified by her yeah um, and we also then when she so when she gets back um, obviously there's the lie with the mother about the money like what happened about buying sweets when she was paying like trying yeah. to pay to get into the project like to watch the movie um, and because Oh yeah, I forgot about that. In the movie, she imagines herself, doesn't she? In that yeah. sequence with that. So there's a lot of these kind of her brain is constantly just on being aware, oh, of being elsewhere. Yeah, everything is related is. to anywhere but where she is right now. She just wants to escape her reality completely. Yeah. Um, and then we get the the first time that her um, uh, Howard's sister arrives. Yeah, Mitzi. And they arrive with the pig. Yeah. Which is a nice running thing that goes throughout. Which is. That's one of the few ones in my head that was very, like, it reminded me of, like, that dinner in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, when they're sat around and the food yeah. all rotted on the table and they're all sat yeah, and rotted. Yeah, it's gross, man. And the way that, seven food. But it also was a nice kind of, like, that, that pig stays there, obviously, throughout the season. Yeah. And it kind of shows the way that things are, like, it's like a visual of breaking down. Yeah. That's Everything it. starts to break down, like, Pearl's men from here from this point really starts to show but then starts to break down more and more and more and the pig they keep going back to that shot of how much more it's decomposed yeah. and going and I find that it's really it's another thing that makes it feel like a film from the 50s is the scene before that she makes you know she's praying by the bed and she you know she makes a wish that her life could be better she's like I want to chat I can't remember exactly what she says but she makes a wish and then behind her we see the shooting star yeah. you know and it's very like 50s very, 50s very like, star, fantasy yeah. fantasy you know, world you make a wish upon a star yeah and then Mitzi comes and she's like sister-in-law stick together there's a dance thing they're taking one girl on you know I mean on tour. 
if you saw X and then you see Pearl, then you're straight away very concerned for Mitzi because she's yeah. blonde, and yeah. you know there's a blonde link. And there's a it's one thing in it's one thing I remember when we watched X. I think you asked the question to me like, is there a link between? Is there more about why she hates? Um, I can't remember what the character's name is. Brittany, but Brittany, Brittany Snow's, Snow's character, character in, in X. Uh, is there a, like it, I think you said something about? It. Is there like links? But you said is there a link to like the blonde thing? And I was like, yeah. Because what does she say? Um, she says she definitely says something about her being blonde, doesn't she? Yeah, you, uh, she says to Howard when he after she's pushed her in with the alligators in X, and yeah. she says like, "You know how how I feel about blondes." Yeah, something like uh, that. Yeah, so yeah. that that kind Very of part reference of it, yeah. yeah, and and yeah, and that kind of comes to a like a whole later, but this kind of somewhat explains why she's got a distaste for blondes in that way because she sees Mitzi as this beautiful, glammed up. You know everything that she's not. Yeah. You know she comes from. It's very clear that like Mitzi and Howard come from money. Mm. You know, and they yeah. come from a well-off family where they have the opportunities to do this. Like Mitzi's mother's, like yeah, you can go and pursue dancing, and there is that kind of like jealousy between them, and you know that as soon as she is like they're taking one girl around, you know, the the states to do it. Mm. You and you're like. You fucking know that it's gonna be Mitzi. Yeah, and you're yeah. like I know. Because she looks like that perfect all part. American girl, doesn't yeah, she? That she does. old, that blonde girl, you yeah. know, that you're thinking of, um, and and you're thinking that's a, and Pearl is exactly not. She's not that stunningly like yeah glammed up beautiful blonde that you constantly see. And a lot of like those again, especially 50s, of that time, yeah. you know, golden era, you know, the, or even like later, you know, your Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, you know, what I mean, those kind of characters. So she's just not that, and you know, well, you know, you know that it's not going to work out for Pearl anyway. But it's kind of is that kind of like sad that you're like you're looking at it and just like you know this isn't going to go your way, and you know it's going to be humiliating for you to try and. But again, it's it is something she shares a bit with her mother as well, because like, her mother definitely has a I don't want to. This is not the life that I would want to have. Well, and it has when the when Mitzi's mum goes to give her the pig, it's. It's not a case of like they were directed because they were just talking about food and the yeah. lack of it, and yet she completely rejects this meal that she's made for it, and she uses it as a you know, we you don't know, influenza and you know what's happened. We don't take those things without you know we don't take those things. But there's just a part of it that's more of a kind of like uh, you know, I, I don't need anything from you. She literally I she says we don't we don't need charity. Yeah, and then obviously and she hates that idea of being looked at as yeah. like. As in, she is the lesser one. The way yeah. Pearl feels about Mitzi is the same way the mother feels about this other mother. Like, you look down on us, don't you? I don't want to be looked down at. Yeah. Like, we we are just as good as you. Yeah. Kind of thing. I'd rather not. I'd rather eat nothing than eat your pig. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> there is. I mean, there's the bit that's what where Bob's wife says to him. That's all what the wife says. None of that hard pudding tonight. <laughs> yeah. None of that. None, none of that. <laughs> Um, we and then you get the scene where she goes back to the projectionist and um, he shows her the, the porn you know the old school porn where it's just a dude just like pumping oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it's that thing of yet again it's like the interest in the repression and seeing it and we, later we know that like you know in, in X Pearl is watching them have have sex and make the porn film you yeah, know? yeah it's that kind of like interest in this life that she's not been allowed voyeurism. to go in you know yeah, yeah voyeurism the uh, yeah the the look it's the fact that she's also not like 
Whereas others of the Thai, you know, looking at it, he's shown it to them, and it's like the projector somewhat sees like in her to like a day or whether, like he doesn't tr he doesn't try anything on really. He's just like wants to show it, and it's her reaction. She's not like horrified or anything. No, like. she's, she's interested. She's yeah. like, Ooh, like oh, I want to see that, but there's part of it that's also like mm, I should be rejecting this and rejecting you because we could be in a very situation here. Like yeah. I feel like you want like something from me and she's like rejecting that even though she wants something like that she yeah. wants someone to want her in that way and um, this is when she first mentions about uh you know dancing and her parents stopping her and the farm life stopping her and she's just like if they died it would be the best thing and he's like what you yeah. know and because he's very into her and and then as he starts to see the the nutter she is yeah he he goes cold you know uh, but we yeah. get that scene and then you get a a scene that had me on the edge of my seat is when she takes her dad out to the alligator yeah, that's, you know that's such a good that's such a good scene it's fucking yeah i mean i don't you like, are on the edge because you're yeah. you're just like feel like she's just gonna like and and it's something i don't know why but it was something that popped into my head without like the fact that she's just gonna try and off the dad and I don't know why, but I remember when I first watched it, I'm thinking the alligator seems like the easiest one because like, he just fell in. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of what you can tell she's on the verge of. And she's it's on so the verge of it. tense, you know. You know, and her dad's just watching it. You know, it's that thing of, it's the canary in the cage. Yeah, and it, this, again, this is one, I think this is one of the first ones when you truly see his actual, you can see him properly reacting to something. Yeah. In other scenes, he's a little bit, but not as much, but here his eyes are fucking like... Fucking out of fucking game. There's a, there's a game <coughs> coming. And yeah, and the, she's there. And, it, you know, because X had that fantastic, suspenseful... The, yeah. The shot, the, like one of the most fantastic shots I've ever seen is, you know, the gator slowly going behind me and goffing the water. Yeah. It was amazing. But this one works just as well, but in a different context of yeah. like... Are you actually going to off your dad like you that? Know, you know the terror's there. Me and and you don't, because and I think you can feel it, and you can feel yeah. it in her brain that this would be an easy way to do it. And but it, it's also because it's it's hard because it's not completely like it doesn't definitely seem like she's there in her head. Like that's oh I'm looking at this because it feels like it would have got to that point quicker. Yeah. So she's not there, but you can see that just the point when her brain goes, "We stood here. We could. I could." Yeah. And then that's when Mum appears behind, and it's like. And you can see mum just like is checking on her for that exact reason. Yeah. She's like, where the fuck has she gone? She's what's like, happening? I know what you fucking. I yeah. know what's going on. The look on, on her face is I know. Because it gets, their relationship gets even more tense after this scene. Yeah. And that's kind of what builds the boiling point with them because it's like, I know what the fuck you were thinking. Yeah. I know what you were about to do. Um, and then, because and then, I think it's after that where you have, you know, it's like a storm. And that's when you get that. In incredible argument between Pearl and her mother and it's very much this like repeating cycle where um, Pearl's mother had her life taken away from her yeah. and by Pearl being born and her um, you know and her husband getting ill and there's, there's a line she says which is similar to like you know the man I married, I, I married, I have to spend my days like changing and, and wiping up after the man I married. I'm supposed to be his wife, not his mother, you yeah. know? And you can just tell that like her mother is in the exact same situation where 
She doesn't like her life. She thinks that she deserves more. But her mother doesn't have a head full of stars and is just yeah. like, this is what I've got. Mm. I've got to deal with it. Yeah, she lives you know, in I'm reality. The best of, yeah, and she says, I'm making the best of it, yeah. you know? Yeah, I, I think that it does help for that change because I, whether it's something to do with the fact, I don't know if it's Ty West's exact choice, but what is it about a somewhat like Austrian-German kind of yeah. accent that suddenly makes you feel a little bit colder towards Cold. her? Yeah. And I think Abrupt that, that adds to the mother of like, you don't feel a warmth from her anyway, but that adds another abrupt, like, sadly, her apologies right over there, but it does add a somewhat stereotypical kind of feeling of, and a weird like coldness towards that character yeah. so for a lot of the film I think you feel negative and, and this scene does give you that little bit of an insight into mum yeah. and I, I think this film is more interesting the more if you look at it from these two characters are so much more similar than they yeah. appear and it's not just the overbearing mother that's created her and I, I don't believe it is a, like a nurturing thing that's totally oh, major into this I think there is something naturally something kind of there, off with her, wrong with her you know um, that mum is not close to her daughter because she's terrified of her daughter in some way yeah. she's terrified what her daughter can do and, she, and at the same time there's the mother instinct to somewhat protect her but yeah this and obviously this whole fight and then the brawl and then the fire like it's not even planned by Pearl it's, this no, isn't, it just happens but know? the second that this come the second that her mother is taken kind of somewhat out of the way yeah is the second that she is released in some way is when she I think when she decides that like I can get away with I can do it I can yeah. just do it I should just do it yeah because her mum obviously tries to stop her from doing the dance and this is a kind of a pushing when they get into a fight and over the father and then she burns and like half of her butt and like didn't it like, like when it first burned it, I guess this is you forgetting how bad it's quite obvious it's quite a realistic thing because I don't know why but movies make you think that someone's setting on fire is just a case of like ah oh, they're, they're like they're, their clothes are on fire and shit yeah. but you know you've put it out so, so they'll fine. be fine when in reality no when your body gets even that much like that partially covered it, yeah. when fire is literally on your clothes and your skin your skin pretty much melts pretty fucking fast yeah and then she throws boiling water on yeah that's the other thing fucking boiler add to the burn so yeah. it makes it even worse but you know um it is one of those things that I think a lot of films take you out because if you get like blockbuster films or Hollywood films people get like oh my god they've been right next to a fire and have survived or they've got slightly oh they were sat on fire but it's okay we put them out they're fine they're just yeah. they're just a little bit singed but they're walking away when really it's like no your body needs like you need like yeah. third degree you need degree burned skin grafts and you know what I mean and you need yeah. you know your body is fucked and that's what her mother is like half of her body is Harvey Two-Faced yes, yeah she's basically <laughs> fucking Two-Faced yeah she is um, yeah and, and then obviously she doesn't do anything to help her she throws her down in the cellar and she says something when rock. she throws her in the cellar she says like I'm 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 free now or yeah. something like that you know I can't remember exactly what it is and I think it, it is her mother was the one and, and it's very easy but you know again people put a negative connotation on the mother and I, like you know you do because my first thought was oh she's a bit of a bitch and she yeah. you know I mean she's a bit overbearing but you then don't realise that she was the thing holding everything together and holding this yeah. psychopath from getting away you know <laughs> yeah. and the second her mother's gone she just starts slowly dismantling her old life yeah. taking all of it apart you know, uh, you know, starts, you know, again, continuing to, you know, do things to her father. Um, generally just, you know, go around. She, she 
off several more animals on the farm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she... Um, it's not quite clear the whole extent and things like that, but you have scenes like that. The the, the, the one with the bird's eggs, the bait, where she's like... First she's like, protects it, and then she's like... And this was slightly... The gator's egg, I think. Gator's egg, yeah. yeah. And at first she's like, I should protect them to thing. And then actually it's like... Almost as if you should be alone, which I, I think somewhat relates kind of a little bit skip ahead, but to her situation with her own pregnancy yeah. that she talks about. It's almost like, oh, I should protect your baby. I can, we can help her. And actually, she's like, oh, but I have the power to destroy you. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. You should just be, my, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think there's a little bit, and what I like about that is also the idea that, you know, some people might question like, oh, the one in X, is that still the same game? Is it the same one? Yeah. Or should that be dead by now? So there's a little part of you thinking, oh, is this a setup for what will be that gator we find in yeah. X? And it's like, straight away, it's like, no. Nah, fuck it. Destroy. It's the fact she goes down and then goes back up. And, and just, just crushes like, it, you know? I don't actually, I don't want that. I, I don't need all of this. I can destroy all of you animals, a cow, whatever I want to do. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Because I'm been... in control now. I'm the, I'm the leader of this household now and no one else is here. So I am finally in control. And then she gives into it where she, she throws her mother, you know, all burnt and messed up down the basement. She just leaves her dad. And she goes and has sex with the projectionist. Yeah. And then that's where, you know, when they go back, she, you know, drives him back home. And I love that she sees, like, a soldier heading home. Wait, does she have sex? She kisses him, doesn't she? She doesn't have sex with him. She has sex with him. Does she? Yeah, he pipes. (laughs) I'm forgetting that part. I thought that they think, and that's why she led him back to the farm, because then they were going to have sex at the farm. I thought she kissed him in the projection booth. No, she she fucked him. (laughs) But then they, you know, they drive back... Um, and you, they drive past that soldier and she gets the prang of guilt of like, mm. if I'd have waited one more night, Howard would be back. Yeah, yeah. But it's not Howard, you know. Um, and then as, that, as the they... Depression co- kind of, yeah. again, does something in her brain and then it's the fact that then the rejection that she then gets. And he see, that's the first part where we see the, the rotted pig now. Yeah, yeah. You know, the pig is now starting to rot and has kind of got all these maggots on it. Um and he's you know she's she, her story's not making sense yeah she's like oh we got a dog in the cellar so we can't go into the house mum. or something because dad's still alive at this that's still alive yeah it's yeah but mum is like yeah and then it's just a dog yeah making all those noises down there it's just a dog isn't it yeah because yeah because then they go he, she shows him the like the cow in the barn and stuff like, like the cow yeah. that she likes in the barn and so it's that and it's that little um, moment of he's like oh yeah and then he mentions about the dog and she's like we don't have a dog and it's like you really forgot your life really quickly yeah <laughs> like, straight off and then he's like oh fucking she's, she's a bit of a nut like, yeah I was like I better and he's like I better go yeah I was like oh I've got I've got to go now I've got to get back to the next show in um, and yeah we know as a character she does not take rejection well. no but I really yeah, this bit was really because I actually this is I remembered most of what happened to most people but I forgot what happened to him okay so watching this again I was quite like oh yeah shit that's cool um, he gets into the car and we see her on one side we see yeah. her pick up the um, the uh, pitchfork pitchfork but then we don't see her again and then no. in the background we can see from the side of the barn and she's not there anymore yeah. as he starts the engine it looks like he's just about away and then just bang straight into his chest yeah oh, so brutal man yeah, just pitchforks in the chest, and then like you know he tries to He's drive like bleeding off. And, bleeding. and then yeah, and then he like out the car, and she then finishes him off again. Oh, like, so through. brutal! Yeah. She sticks it through and then stamps on it. Yeah, it's such a brutal part. It made me wince so much, man. I was just like, because I I I was thinking, when is this? When's this pitchfork coming into play, man? I know it's happening, and I thought, okay, a stab in the chest is pretty horrid. 
But it's when he's like on the floor and she just puts it through the mouth and then fuck it. Oh, it's the stomp yeah. which gets me, man. You know, and it's violent. It's so well done. Yeah, because obviously we have the um, we have the pitchfork death in X. Yeah, through the for, eyes. Yeah, through the eyes. So she has a tendency because in that one she'd even made free holes. Yeah. As if she'd made it purposefully for, for that, that reason yeah. that I'm gonna off someone through the holes kind of thing. Yeah. Um but yeah, there's it's a it's a cool use. I like I like a pitchfork. I like a pitchfork. It's not it's not a very common like, no, it's, it's not, not often. often. Which, um, which is a shame. Yeah. yeah. More, more people it, it, should be pitchforked. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that's how you that's how the hog would like to die. Yeah, that's how I'm like gonna to die. get a you have pitchfork. To pit, pitchfork me. <laughs> Yeah, and in some cases it's a little bit quicker, but not for him because he's already no. been bleeding out and dying before she then finishes him off with that. And it's also because, you know, although having some um, questionable, maybe for the time, choices of like what he likes, yeah. he's quite open and honest about it. And he himself has a has plans for the future. He yeah. has a clear plan. And she sees that as him leaving her behind again. Yeah. So she thinks he could be a way out and then he's not because he's, Things fucking out, you're weird. Yeah. But, so it's taking that away and taking his future away, and, yeah. I, and like the fact that he, it's interesting part. But when a character makes it clear about like his plans and his future, and he's got a passion that you kind of do get in his few scenes. Yeah. Um. It again feels more tragic, and then obviously with the whole, we have the whole like um, the car being put into the room, yeah. which is also an which you see an X. Yeah. Um. You don't see that exact car. You see a different car in it. Yeah. So it's like a beetle. You see because it's obviously which just shows that it's been several other characters. Yeah. You can see a beetle and you can see what looks like something else underneath it. So yeah, how many are in that lake? Exactly. We don't know. Yeah. But um, it, it's a nice little like nod across of like that's what they do to get rid of all of the bodies when Poe goes off on a rampage because as yeah. we know in X, Howard is basically. Like a mother, how you know how it's that role, up. how it becomes that role, um, only because we don't get that clear represent. We get that next, but in Howard is only in this for like one shot at the very end, and we yeah. don't get the whole like we don't get the building of the relationship. We don't get any of that stuff. We just get so we only know from X really that he is the one that kind of he becomes like the mother character again, like his partner, but he's there. He is the one trying to keep her in check, and but every once in a while he can't do it. Yeah, he <laughs> just has to clean up after her. Yeah, if basically. anyone comes, then he's got no choice. But there's also a little bit more sinister in X because it's a bit unclear whether he he has people or they try to make money and bring people, or whether he's bringing people to keep her at bay from going outside and you know or that. It's hard to know whether she's getting like people are coming. Yeah. And because he said about making money and stuff like that in X about like the house and stuff like that, yeah. it's kind of hard to be like, is he trying to make money but she keeps offing people that come? <laughs> yeah. Or is it the case of he's trying to bring people because he knows she has a bloodlust and he he wants to help her with that bloodlust? And, and how much does he? How much does he know? Because he's all he says, you know, like you come in here and like seducing my wife. Yeah. yeah. And it's like how much? How how much is Howard like a victim in this? Yeah. How much has what, what web has she spun to Howard? Yeah, that's you know? right. It's it's hard. To, I don't think. I think. I think he he's fully aware of what she's capable. And the yeah. end of this film helps us know that he's fully aware of what she is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even in X, although I think it is, it's hard to know how much. Well, they have a person in the basement, so he knows what's going on because yeah. the person tied up in the basement. So he's definitely fully on board with it. I don't think. I, I still don't believe that he fully knows how much or what extent she actually sometimes goes to. Maybe not. No. <laughs> um, but it's a hard one to say. But um, yeah, that that first death is really good, and I, I think that's what's nice in this film is that yes, we have some. We have some little murders, little kind of acting out points. Yeah. Um, but that's mainly animal based. Um, but we have this 
kind of slow build to this breakdown. And yeah. then when the breakdown comes, this is when we get like several deaths in a like in a row, and it all kind of nicely it nicely builds. It is quite a small contained story. Yeah, definitely. they're not telling a big story. Here. No, it is a small to, and it all is just taking place over this very small period of time. And, you know, there could have been a chance someone else might have. And again, if they'd had more time, maybe they would have considered whether, oh, do we tell it spanning over a little bit longer, or do we show yeah. her how her and Howard came, which might have needed slightly more to it. So I like the fact that they've chosen this very contained small period of her life, yeah. which is the main breaking point in her life, the main destruction, obviously. Because um, then in order to break away from this, now that she's done that even bigger act, murdering yeah. a person, which we have no idea if she's ever done that before, if she's murdered, so, like she's done that to her mother, but she didn't fully off her mother, she just leaves no. her to die. Whether she's actually acted out and killed someone before is not completely clear it no. seems like this may be the first actual yeah. murder but now that she's done it she's somewhat released we see her get into a, her mother's beautiful dress. red dress and, and she kills daddy she, she kills daddy and the, the bird gets killed as well doesn't it yeah like she offers the bird she offers like she does that in front of dad and then yeah. she's like she like suffocates the bird then suffocates dad yeah. which is quite a, it's quite a hard scene to watch I think yeah well, because um, her dad is like watches her take the pillowcase off and stuff like yeah. that and it's She's like, sorry, daddy, you know, and it's especially work. later when we have a kind of somewhat regretting the choice. Like she was in a haze of like, I need to get rid of everything. I need yeah. to start. It's like it's like in some kind of haze of like, oh, I need to I need to clear up my house. Yeah, I need to get, <laughs> you know, oh, I need spring you, you, get in that, you get in that mood and you're like, clear all that stuff. And it's like a week later, you're like, why did I yeah, why get did rid I of that some of that stuff? I don't know why. I'm yeah. like. <laughs> I don't know why. That, what was it? That person, there was one of those Netflix things about bringing you joy to clear out oh, your yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, does this joy. bring you joy? I just think of all the people that like, literally cleared out most of their complete house and then go, that didn't bring me joy. That didn't bring me joy. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of pissed off that I'm going to rebuy stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she kills her dad. Does this bring you joy? <laughs> Not really. Not I really. thought it would at the time, but it didn't. Yeah. And, like, and, and that's, like, in that monologue later, it does really nicely build to that. But, um, the next thing is just the complete... Um, it's the dance, isn't the it? The awkward... Yeah, just the complete, like... You feel awkward and you feel, like, sad for her, but you also feel kind of... It's, it's kind of cringe-worthy, you know? Yeah. It's like a, it's like a good old bit of, like... Uh, it's like British comedies when they go into the cringe factor, like watching The Office when it gets really cringy. Yeah. And you're like, oh. I'm watching this, but it... Or, like, Peep Show. Like, you it's know, those scenes where you're like... Like it, it, it's like in that case, it's like it's funny, but it's also oh man, I, I, I almost don't want to watch this because this is so cringeworthy. Like, yeah. this is, you've 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 acted in such it's like David Brent doing the dance or something like that, and you're just like, oh, fucking well, it's, it's this, and, and this is like her. She's like, because she so believes that she's gonna like, it's yeah. she believes she's gonna get it. She's like, I have to get this too. Yeah, Bitsy. she's like, it doesn't matter. She's like, well, I hope you do it. And she's like, Dum, I have like. I have to. I have to get away from this life. I deserve a better life than this. And then as she, you know, it's as she does the dance, which is really well done, where she, you know, she imagines she's like on the front line and she's got like the, you know, the, the yeah. people with her doing it. And it's all like this fantasy that she's doing with fireworks behind her and yeah. stuff like that. And you see the audience, but then you also see like her dad, her mum, how, I mean, who's supposed to be Howard yeah. and the projectionist. And it's this thing of like she's severed pretty much every tie in her life for this. Yeah. And then they're just like, nah, 
He was no, alright. You're, you're not you're not blonde all American enough, yeah. you know. They wanted a certain kind, which again seems almost cruel. Yeah. Because it's like you literally say what you wanted, so why did you let anyone did you... but them audition? You exactly. Mean. You know? You know, it, and you, you feel you feel sorry for her because it's like you didn't really and then obviously it gets to the point of really uncomfortable because she just can't let it go and she's screaming and she's yeah. crying and she's like a child having a tantrum and you know she's literally yeah. there like I need please like she's begging them yeah. and it just gets awkward and awkward and you and Ty West lets it long out he's like he's, he's like no no you, you keep suffering he lets suffering. it hang doesn't he he's like know? we could just stop we could have the lady take her off but then the lady comes to try and do it and she still can't do it and she yeah. can't get her off the stage and she just lets it go until it cuts to her like sat outside yeah and then Mitzi comes out to kind of... And they just describe Mitzi. They're like, you know, we need somebody blonde, yeah, the, pretty the, and all-American, yeah. you know? It literally is. And you know what Pearl will be thinking in her head, that that's exactly... Oh, I know that person. Yeah. And you know who's going to get hired for it. And then the scene, um, obviously, then uh, they go... This is when they're back to the house. Yeah. And uh, this scene, this scene, I think, this whole monologue scene... When it's they're inside the house, man. is both suspenseful and Mia Goff is fucking incredible. Oh yeah, scene. this is this is nuts. They have fought through this monologue really carefully, and, and the most interesting part is I think I think a lot of it is like quite a lot of pressure that you kind of think when you like like from perspective of like our wives or things like that. You know, yeah. the, the pressure that sometimes gets put onto women. Oh yeah, and definitely. things like that, and you can see the way that Mia Goff I think is really influenced on this scene and really fought carefully from the perspective of a woman what it's like for like these expectations that are like built up in your brain and yeah it's a very true to like it's not that like a very no matter what time period you were talking in it's a very true i think a lot of the stuff but you do really start to feel sorry for her, how just how unclear her brain is like how she just can't seem to get things in her head right like she can't seem to see it from any reality but the reality is shocking underneath of it. Like, yeah. And she just can't, like, she can't escape what it wants. So she's trying to come to terms with the fact that her dream is not real. Like, it can't become real. And this yeah. is almost the point when she starts actually go back into reality from her little days that she's created yeah. in the last few days. And she starts to regret about, like, her father and maybe she shouldn't have done that to her mother and what she does All to the animals. the yeah. But she says, like, she, you know... She's like she enjoys it. Yeah, you know, I enjoyed it. And really it's, enjoy it. It's yeah, like, and then after it's like an aftermath of sometimes after I regret it kind of thing. But yeah, I do really enjoy it and I want to. But and that's all fantastic. But what makes it better is the fact you've then just got Mitzi on the other side of the table. Like, what the fuck would you do? Yeah, and you're also like Mitzi. You're the one that brought her back. You've put yourself in this situation, yeah. and the whole time. What even makes it better is the suspense of in your head going, you should have got the fuck out of here. Yeah, you should have got you the fuck out You need to leave. Like, you need to go and you need to go quickly. And it's just like... Um, and she's saying... There's no know, good way this ends. No. Pearl's saying some real home truths as well, you know? Yeah. Like, when she's saying that Howard is... Like, she basically, like, manipulated Howard because mm. she knew that Howard was her way out, you yeah. know? So she pretended to be somebody completely different and that... Howard, you know, went, Howard, you know, lived uh, a life out of the films. You know, he had money, he could do whatever he wanted. Yeah. And he wanted to get away from that. So he worked on the farm. Yeah. And then, you know, she's like, we went to visit your, you know, we went to visit your family and they lived an amazing life and they were wealthy and I wanted to stay there. But you were like, no, I don't want to. I want to live on the farm. 
So we came back to the farm and then he goes and fights in the war and she's stuck there. And it's just like, you, it's a real, it's a really sympathetic yeah. kind of at moments speech because she's talking about like all, all of her life has just been controlled by other people. Yeah. It's been determined by other people. She's had sounds like she had a little say in like these choices and it yeah. was all like even though she thought he was the escape, it's also he ended up trying to turn it around on her and actually like she thought that someone in that position would want a nice life when actually yeah. they want more of a simple life. And it's yeah. it's that kind of opposite around which is partially, you know, and obviously he's gone off to the war and she's like, I hate him for that. I hate yeah. him for that. Um and she even talks about what sounds like a miscarriage but is not so unclear that yeah. it could be interpreted in other ways about a baby and yeah. there's like several ways of it. one is like at first made it sound almost like she said it in order to get him yeah. to be stuck with her so that she could have him but then in another way makes it sound like she had a miscarriage and, and yeah. she couldn't even control that and she lost that and that was even less control in her life and affect that which is the main way I took it but there is also the darker way of which they had it but she didn't want it so yeah so she did something kind of thing like there's also that kind of aspect of it of the, as if she took its life kind of thing she yeah. had it but took its life um, so it's kind of generally dark and it's just that little bit level of some of it being just unclear enough that you're a bit like how much can you truly believe some of like yeah. parts of it but you understand that what she's feeling is real but some of it is a bit like scattered like and, it's and not what's, quite what's the manipulation because yeah. then she also kind of says like um, she won't you know do people like Howard ever feel the way that she does yeah. she says you know she her her mum and the projectionist because she wanted them to know what it was like to suffer um, and then she kind of goes on to almost like bargain and be like you know I can forgive you for going off to war mm. and leaving me if you can forgive me for what I've done and I can try and make you know the farm a home and I can try and make it like the home that you've always wanted so that yeah. we can live here and we can be happy you just can't leave me on my own because I can't you know I can't bear to do it and she, I mean, I think it's like a seven or eight minute monologue and it's it incredible. Is. You're yeah. on, you're just watching. Yeah. And, yeah. and then when Mitzi's like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go now. You're yeah. like, oh, thank God she's gone. And then Pearl's like, you, you got the part, didn't you? You can say it. And Mitzi's trying to be coy and be like, no, I didn't. And then she says, you know, step, you know, uh, sister-in-law's got to stick together. Yeah. And Mitzi's like. Yeah, I got it. And yeah. you know, as soon as you, you say that, Pearl yeah. just switches again. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, fuck. Because she hell. says about, like, do you think I'm weird? Do you think I'm strange and weird? Like, do you think I'm. And she's trying to be. Justify it. You're thinking, like, well, yeah. Yeah. Which <laughs> is like, you're fucking insane. I'm, you're fucking, I'm trying to get out of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, you just know. And, and it's that. Then there's that, like still but kind of tracking oh, shot as Mitzi yeah. is like trying to get out and at first she's not there and you just see Pearl just so like chill nonchalant like walks out of the door just like that and then you just see her just like swinging her arms and then yeah. she just as doing like picks up the axe as it's yeah. going and just slowly like gaining and then it, it has the it has a somewhat classic horror trope of the the girl the falls world. over and Mitz, and uh, Pearl's doing like the nineteen forties walk yeah, with the yeah. Ass, you know really yeah. exaggerated you know and oh, it's just that and, and she just starts to catch her 
like yeah. several whacks into her back as she like catches her she keeps running catches her again until she seems to get a fatal one in like spine yeah and she just drops to the ground and then oh, yeah it's it's a it's brutal in the way she like is screaming and pleading and you can yeah. see the pooling blood like getting bigger and bigger yeah. around her um it's just yeah it, it's so sad because it's like the thing is that the other thing about Mitzi is that Mitzi as a character never actually really she's never tries to like she just is who she is yeah she's not she she isn't like you see that character and you think oh it's not and it's not even like in X like in X like sometimes like she was a she was quite a clever character Brittany Snow's character yeah. you know she was better than what she is but she could sometimes be a little bit like towards like church mouse you know in general yeah. she could be a little bit like just a bit off at, off at times to a point where you could be like maybe you could see how someone would dislike her but Mitzi doesn't actually try. She doesn't try to underdo. She's actually trying to be very supportive of Pearl. She's not yeah. really like right she, until the end. She's like she's not trying to do anything harmful. She seems like a genuinely nice person that just happened to be in privilege. Yeah, you know what I mean. It. Like that's it, yeah. and, and that's what Pearl wants. And so you do feel really sorry for the situation, and and then all of the like the stuff that you get to see after. Like even it's really hard watching the bit when she gets like. She's dead, but yeah. she's axing her butt she apart, and she her. takes her to that again. So a link to like what happens with Britney. Yeah, feeds it to the crocodile. Feeds it to the crocodile, and she's like clearing out and laying the table, and then yeah, as we get shots of Howard starting to like actually is returning, which at first like because it seems all like in a daydream, like is that actually happening or is it like her brain going like this is yeah. happening. And yeah, and she like lays out the whole of the table with the rotten pig and the dead parents. Well, before that, she, I think after she's killed Mitzi, she goes downstairs and she hugs her dead mum. And she's like, maybe I, maybe you're right, mum, and maybe I should make the best of what I've got. Yeah, yeah. You know? And then the mum hugs her, but you know that she's just fucking rotted and dead. And her brain, but that's what I mean. Her brain is broken at this point. Yeah. And that's why we get a kind of. Again, Texas Chainsaw, weird, dead That's the meal. the start of the vibes. Um, not quite sat around the table. And then, yeah. All, and all we get is Howard as him walking in. And then it's being like, the fuck? What's yeah. Happening? Like, he sees outside. He sees some weird signs. But once he gets inside, he's like, what the fuck is this? And then we get this, what is it? Like, far, like four or five minute long, yeah. just When he sees, shot. you know, he sees, uh, like, the table set. Like, Pearl has tried to make this happy home and family you've got the table set with the rotting like the proper bogging rotten pig you've got the dad in the wheelchair who's Mm. obviously dead the mother propped up who's like all rotten and burnt but that's why from her perspective it seems as though she's trying to make the perfect thing and in her head it's like it's broken as if maybe they're not gone maybe to her they're still there she can rescue this yeah yeah she can make this better this is this is the best I can do for a perfect family you know you're coming home to the perfect family yeah and it's like, oh God. And then just the look on his face and the madness in hers. And she, yeah, and she's just staring, like crying. And it's fucking... Yeah, it's, it's really, it's like a, I think, again, it is, it's like a, trying to go for an old school, like when it kind of would hold on a shot for like quite a long time. Yeah. But this takes it to an extreme. It, where like, it goes on, yeah. it goes long and possi- possibly a tiny, I think a tiny bit long where it, you can see that Mia Goff's even struggling yeah. to keep this up anymore because it starts to bend beyond the reality. But I think that's the point. It's meant to be it's, a surrealist it scene. Is. Um, and it and, and it is, but you, it's just the fact you can see it's 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 in real time, and Mia Goff is trying to keep her eyes wide open, as wide and as her as eyes are like literally crying from like the thing coming out, and the, the smile keeps like shifting. And she's struggling, like she's, it's, it's she's so struggling to keep the muscles, painful, and, isn't it? Yeah, um, and it's brutal, but it's it's a really like a 
effective kind of just like fucking hell she's god she's yeah. god she's fucking she's yeah. nuts man. she is insane she's lost it um yeah so it's a it is really effective in in that way and i think this film really well you know lots of people have tried to do this kind of how do people become serial killers how do they yeah. become murderers um, and I, I really love the the like the forties fifties kind of you know technical aspect kind yeah. of the idea of making this feel like one of those old you know thing even with dance sequences like the was it Fred Astaire kind of like yeah. dance singing in the rain kind of like dancing mixed in with this all of these kind of the fantasy world that she's created and I think that's really effective and it is him taking another thing like taking the porn industry and yeah. using that as a way to starlight slasher. Um, made a really fantastic slasher and this is a really good I think character piece of it yeah. yeah and I think it really adds to X while also be it standing on itself as it's really strong um, which is totally held together by me and Goff like yeah. it, and I do think this could have been easily without the perspective that that they've put into it and without her performance kind of bringing it this could have easily kind of fallen into like a bit of a dull fine part but she I think really elevates this yeah really makes it stronger um, so yeah I, I, I think it's excellent I, uh, so the question last time was which one do you think is better and I think that, that I found that an impossible kind of question to yeah. answer because I think I think it's, they're just they're just two different films they are it's very hard to pick one because they, they are so different I think I would probably lean more if I was going to re if I just wanted to re-watch one yeah. I'd probably lean more towards X I, th- I think but, that's more because it is more in the vein of a classic slasher, slasher yeah. yeah it's more of a it's a bit more of a fun film yeah uh, in that way because this is a bit of a harder watch and a bit more like watching a drama definitely than it is whereas yeah. the other one is a classic kind of the same way we like to rewatch Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the same way I'd like to rewatch X yeah whereas this one is a bit more like watching and slightly more this is more what you'd put in the elevated somewhat kind of horror yeah. category of like it's trying to be some it's trying to be a drama while also being horrific yeah that kind of meld I probably I I'd put it in the 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 category of like it, it's it's like The Shining, you know, yeah. where it's very slow and it builds to you know terror and very disturbing stuff. But it's it's not something that I'm going to be just put on and yeah. just have an easy watch. But if I'm in a very distinct mood, then the film will hit. You know, yeah. like I if I want to watch something slower paced but that i can i can really get into and just enjoy every minor detail then i would be like i'm happy to just stick put on but if i was like i've had a long day at work i just want to put something on that's more easy to watch and i can just watch maybe in the background then i'm gonna have x is the one to go yeah um kind of flipping over to the social media lounge um so obviously we put up what films we're watching um, on Twitter and Instagram at CMTH Podcast. Um, very mixed reviews so far. So we've yeah. got um, Neil from We Needed Roads Podcast, our friend, who said, uh, um, I think we said it was more like, like an even more fucked up Wizard of Oz crossed with Psycho, um, a career best for Goff so far. Uh, Bob Scott said, uh, found it disappointing, to be honest. Had to be had been really looking forward to it, but it turned into a one and done for me. Marginally better than X, though. I turned that off halfway through. Interesting. 
Um, very, I, f- I feel like you should watch the rest of X because I feel like halfway through is a really odd like same. that film stick turns with, yeah. like you ought to stick with X um, and I'm guessing the weird thing is the first half of that is like is so you didn't like porn yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, Chris loves horror I personally prefer Pearl over X uh, and it isn't even close Mir does a great job at painting a picture of an unhinged soul seeking that missing piece in life there are multiple points where I think slash feel okay she's no longer Mia Goff and is really just Pearl right now and so Wizard Podcast said I've never wanted to be a scarecrow more in my life <laughs> <laughs> love um, it yeah, yeah. But no, I, I, I thought it was, it was a banging film and I'm really glad that we covered it um, and it's got me even more excited for Maxine, you know? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited and, and hoping that what would basically be a trilogy yeah. that Ty West can pull off without it going anything too far over or like uh, it, it feeling any retread or, you know, just feeling like it just isn't quite as good a quality as the other two. Yeah. You know, there were, there were, it's not that X as well was the perfect film. Um, there, there were some things that people would be like, oh, it's, it falls a bit into the slasher kind of once it gets into it. But that was kind of what I thought was good yeah. about it. But some people would see that in the wrong way. But Maxine, again, you know, it's just the thing is right now we have no idea we, it doesn't even have a proper release date yet. no so we don't know what way they're going with it um it you know we don't even know apart from it following that character we don't know if what kind of genre he's going after like each one of these were different is he going back to more of the slasher or is it going in a completely different you know for all we fucking know there could be some kind of weird ass supernatural where he delves into bloody the mirror image of Ep, Pearl and X and why are they this way and that there's a certain yeah. thing. Um, I'm not expecting that. I really hope not. But I'm <laughs> no. just saying, that, like, he could have delved off into a possession or if it, he could go in any... Because he's done all of these kind of yeah. films before. I, I mean, I hope that's not the case. I really hope that there's not too much thought about into the whole Pearl and X. Like, um, yeah. Pearl and Maxine being a mirror image. I hope that's just more left as a coincidental kind of moment. Because I more just want to know about what happens to Maxine and how that breaks apart and whether that is a you know problem or does she become a killer like we've said. Yeah, which... I mean I've heard that he's uh, Ty West is looking at going very uh, Jallo slash video nasty with Maxine. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. So I'm expecting some kind of influence from European horror. I'm expecting <laughs> it to be quite seedy. And I am expecting Maxine to be the and, Yeah, and Dong. <laughs> I'm expecting some Dong. Yeah. Um, it's got Kevin Bacon in it, so we might get some Bacon Dong. Oh, yeah, it's got a fair some bacon few bits. Cast, It's got a, a good cast on it. Um, yeah, I, 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 that's, what I, that's what I just mean. I like The other two were made so close together and seemed to be made in a very kind of little pocket yeah. of like where he maybe wasn't like although he's made lots of films it's not like he was a he's a huge director no as in he's not like a he hasn't made like films that have made loads of money or anything like that so he was still in that pocket whereas this one's been given extra time and been given a little bit extra and more people are interested yeah so it's just one of those where you really hope it doesn't get bigger and lose some of that smaller charm that i think x and pearl had like that kind of concept blowing it up might make it worse well i mean but I've just, not. Yeah, I've just read something that says Maxine first reactions uh, called Pearl sequel a gory homage to Dario Argento. But again, that's what I mean about the supernatural yeah. thing because there's no like way you don't know like that. You that never does know. have weird kind of moments that don't have any explanation and yeah. things like that. 
Um, so I guess we're just going to have to see. I mean, we'll cover it. it. I mean, the, the the two styles that he has, he, he you know that kind of what I'm going to put is very much Texas Chainsaw in many yeah. ways, and then kind of that kind of like fifty styling that he's done, like that like golden age cinema style he's yeah. done here, and he he's nailed both of them within a horror aspect. So I like the fact that he's taking different areas, you know, yeah. and kind of bringing it in to kind of reinvent something. So let's hope that he can reinvent Dario. Let's <laughs> yeah, oh, Okay, awesome. Well, I mean. As always, you know, please remember to hit us with a uh, subscription, subscribe. I don't know why I messed that up straight away. Um, and come and let us know what your thoughts on Pearl. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at CMTH Podcast. Please remember to hit that subscribe button and leave us a lovely review. And we will see you next week. Take care and goodbye. Goodbye.